0: Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. What a week. I feel like I need to meditate all weekend after the whiplash experience in these markets. Lower, higher, heavy offers, aggressive bids, and there was relatively light data released this week. Well, until today, of course, when we got some very intriguing figures about where milk was moved within the US during February. I think we should just jump right into that since it's fresh on our minds here. Lucas, what's going on with all the cheese production from every corner of the country? What else did you notice in the data?
1: It was quite the report that we just got as we record this on Friday afternoon. Cheese production up a whopping 6.3% in February with, like you mentioned, more cheese coming from many different parts of the country, regardless of weaker milk production in many parts of the U.S. I think a big number in there as well was cheddar production up almost 4%. That's following a few months now of weaker cheddar output. So with this expanded production capacity, uh, we've returned to growth there, which leaves more product available for the CME spot market. Certainly interesting numbers there, and probably a little bit bearish for cheese markets that have soared yet again into the end of this week, uh, almost at 2.30 today on the block market. Butter down yet again, no surprise there, kind of a neutral report for the butter market. We continue to anticipate weaker output there that will be price supportive here in the near term. Uh, Dry whey as well, kind of no surprises, continued weaker output as any of uh, the whey stream gets pushed into the higher protein whey complex. That said, WPCs up almost 25% versus one year ago. That market, of course, has seen very firm strength and impressive demand over the past few months, um, almost a year now, I guess I should say. But with this higher production, it could cap any upside that that market might have here in the near term. Finally, on the non fat and skim side of things, combined production lower yet again, similar to butter, no real surprise, but maybe a bit concerning for any further price strength is that stocks number. Uh, stocks climbing more than 10% versus January. And we've seen a few consecutive months now of stocks growth in that market, regardless of uh, firmly supported prices, both here and abroad. Lots to digest there. Uh, If you're listening next week, uh, we should have our full analysis released on Monday, of course, for our customers to tune in there.
0: What else happened this week? Well, European dairy prices moved higher and into fresh highs across key commodities. The Netherlands continues to experience a reduction in milk production, which will probably be intact for the foreseeable future as the Dutch government focuses on reducing their carbon footprint. Despite a temporary lift in milk collections last May, Germany has also recorded strong losses versus prior year for 15 of the last 16 months. This is all through the January data that has just recently come out. Uh, It's a bit delayed from the region, but still interesting to glean what's going on there. In Germany, what's really impacting that milk production situation are rising input costs, low quality silage, and a focus on animal welfare that's all contributing to lower output over the past almost year and a half. Poland and Italy are attempting to make up for losses within the EU, but dairy commodity production remains lighter overall from all key corners of the European Union.
1: Yeah, kind of annoying there on that delayed report. We continue to wait for a few different areas to release their final figures before we can provide a complete analysis on January production figures from the region. I think the only thing extra to mention there is we continue to watch the escalating unfortunately situation in Ukraine continuing to impact markets around the world a key concern for Europe remains fertilizer availability with those prices kind of skyrocketing over the past few months and uh, we'll just this conflict will continue to be supportive overall of commodity markets as money flows into food commodities and regions around the world become concerned about availability there especially on the grain side, considering the exports from Russia and Ukraine.
0: Other market volatility has stemmed from an announcement from U.S. President Biden that they could soon plan to release around 1 billion barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve for as long as six months, a scale at which is unprecedented as the world has never had a release this large before. Crude oil prices dropped sharply as a result, but prices do still remain historically strong there. And then ahead of next week's global dairy trade event taking place in New Zealand, there are also fears that lockdowns as a result of COVID outbreaks in China are going to limit demand from the North Asia region and put pressure on prices over there. But that being said, April whole milk powder offer volumes are still almost 40% less than what they were the prior year. Skim milk powder offer volumes from Fonterra are down 30% from a year ago. Supply concerns should continue to bring buyers to auction that are likely willing to pay a premium to secure delivery.
1: It's a highly anticipated GDT event on Tuesday and also on Tuesday we get February data for U.S. exports and imports providing a little bit of clarity on if we did manage to increase exports amid this very firm dairy product production data that we just saw. That does it for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening yet again, and as always, reach out with any questions. Cheers.
0: Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.